I uh, hope you are all doing well this morning. Uh, we have just a, some awesome people here with us this morning. And so we have, I've been having some great people coming in throughout the uh, the last episode. We hope you have been enjoying them. Just uh, FYI, we will be, we are publishing these episodes every Monday. So just stay tuned as we are posting and publishing more and more. Uh, we have great, um, just great people that, are, uh, godly people that are coming uh, to give us their testimony, their experience, uh, and, you know, just through biblical truth. And that's, that's what this podcast is called, The Voice of Truth. That's what we want to make sure that we always remember that we uh, emphasize on the word of God. Um, but here today, I have David and uh Chris Williams, my bad. <laughs> so sorry, Chris. Are you going to edit that too? <laughs> I, I can't edit that anymore. I'm out. Uh, you know, I'm, 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 I hit that 40-year-old mark, and my mind hasn't been as sharp anymore. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, guys, we are here to be able to talk about some a topic today, uh, which is called a difference between God-centered marriage and a, no, a non- or no-God-centered marriage. Um, because we see uh, today, in, t- in today's world, I mean, I, ca- I could just imagine seeing my grandparents. Um, they were always together since, I don't know, since I, well, as I can remember. Um, but we know that in today's society, it's not the same thing anymore. Um, and so, I wanna, first of all, I want to say just thank you for coming. Uh, and before we go to the questions... Uh, David and Chris, can you tell us something about your, your about you guys? Well, um, we've been married almost forty years. This coming May will be forty years. Um, we are very blessed to, um, being that this is kind of the topic of how we're headed. Uh, we are both blessed to um, be Christians, to know the Lord before we came to get married, and we were both living that way. Um, both serving in various ways. So um, I think having that part in place as we kind of started out in our walk um, together in marriage, but um, I've been at this church for 57 years or so at least, I suppose, Um, a long time. And so uh, I've served here in various capacities as I'm a youth pastor, um, I'm a deacon, I've just been involved with the church, this church only, um, for my life, so I'm very blessed to have those parts of my life to be serving, to have a relationship with the Lord, um, is important for me, has worked for me. What about you, Chris, tell us something about yourself, but you also fulfill a big part in this church as well, like David does. Well, it's been a lot of fun. Um, Like he said, we've been married for almost 40 years. Um, This is pretty much our church home. I've had previous churches that I have attended throughout my um, growing years. Um, Pardon me. And, yeah, we've both had opportunities to serve the Lord here in church, whether it be with youth or with children or at camps, um, with the adults, in the various committees, women's ministries, um, men's ministries, just providing in different aspects and areas of the church. Um, We've always 
liked it. We've always enjoyed it. We've tried to raise our children. We have two, a boy and a girl, um, to raise them the same way um, as godly children. We're very thankful that they came to accept Jesus at a very young age. Um, we taught them as well as we could, but now that they're young adults, um, the fruit will be there when the time is right. And we just have to trust the Lord that that's going to happen. Um, they are still growing just as we are. But um, yeah, we've had a lot of fun and we still are. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, David and Chris, for, for joining uh, me today in this episode. Um, so the first question, as you know, um, and, uh, is what does it mean to have God at the center of your marriage? So I don't know who would like to go first on who maybe answer that question. Um, I will. Um, I'm going to say, what does it mean? Um, uh, to me, it's the highest of importance um, to have God at the center. I mean, it, it's there it, to have a, a marriage that's um, that's right, um, that's blessed, um, that's focused on not only, especially on the Lord, but when you're focused on the Lord, then you're um, Focus on the rest of your relationship and marriage and such. Um, you're putting Christ first in the center of it. Right. Um, always been a believer that as as I always like to use Mark twelve thirty. It says, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength." And if we're doing those kinds of things, then this walk with the Lord and this relationship with Him, and then uh, the marriage, uh, when we're honored in that way, is going to be honored in that way of of a God godly manner. It doesn't mean that we always get it right. No. A lot of times we don't get it right. We like um, the magic parking lot here. Yeah. <laughs> we have one of those at home, too. And if you have any questions about that, come to Levine Baptist Church. There's a no. lot of people yes. that care to you about the magic parking lot. The magic lot. parking lot. Um, I think God at the center of your life is a foundation. Mm. I think it's an opportunity that two people come together as one, and they take what God has given them, and they make it their foundation is um, if God is at the center, he's that cornerstone of your marriage as well. Amen. And like I said, it doesn't, it's not always right. We don't always get it right. There's times that we bicker and argue and bicker and argue, and it extends into the evening. But I don't think there was ever in all the years that we've been together and married that we have ever um, spent a whole 24 hours being angry at each other without apologizing or talking through it. Um, it might get pretty late at night, a little <laughs> challenging and stuff, but there are times that we do um, sit down and talk. And I guess, I don't know, you you have to pick your battles. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's compromise. Um, there's agreeing to disagree as within just a friendship even, not only in a, a marriage relationship, but any friendship. And it's also submitting. Yeah. So. Uh, and do you think that maybe having God at the center of your marriage is maybe what kind of brings you back? You know what? I can't be it's mad painful. at my husband or my spouse for for a whole week, you know, or maybe yeah. to humble myself. You okay. think God plays a major role in that? Absolutely. That? I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to honor God and, and you're going to live a godly marriage, a godly life, um, and we have God's word that gives us direction, you know, where it says we're not supposed to let, you know, lay our heads down in anger. And like Chris said, there's sometimes when it's the last minute when we finally get to bed and, 
we say good night, I love you, and we're not angry. Maybe not totally settled, but we're not angry. Um, and there could be more discussion later, but usually um, we're done. Which, which I think that's that's an okay thing. I mean, I think that as Christians, and I remember me growing up, and then uh, I, I guess I came from a very conservative church, and to see my pastors, for example, mad at each other, you would not ever see that because I was like, wow. And I, I got married. I remember I got married, uh, and I was like, how do they do it? Like, they were for me. I think they were. It was more like I couldn't reach their standard because until I finally um, had moved out to a different church, God had sent me to a different church, and the pastor said, you know what? I have this. I have disagreements with my wife just like anybody else, and I'm like, wait, that's crazy. I thought you guys were like all this perfect, and I think you guys as leaders, or us as leaders, people have tend to, you know, put people uh, leadership on the pedestal. I guess you know. Yeah. It's the funny when somebody will bring that to your attention that, um, that they think that we just have the perfect marriage, yeah. um, and where <laughs> some of them were around a lot. It's just like I don't know how we can hide some things. Maybe we're just a little more subtle and and how we work through things, but. Uh, when somebody tells you that, it's it's kind of humbling, but it's just like, and like you said, in reality that, and as Chris said too, is that we have we have our flaws, we have our error, um, and it's how we manage those things um, in a godly manner. Right. Yeah. Again, like you said, we don't always get it right, and we don't always get it God God's way finished and completed, but okay, we've learned something and it's, move on. Yeah, it's been a growing thing because... <clears throat> Um, speaking for myself, I didn't really come from a Christian background. Mm. Um, my parents claimed to know Jesus. You know, they claimed to be saved, but their lives didn't always, you know, weren't a great example of that. Um, so I experienced lots of different things that um, non-Christians have experienced. Um, alcoholism, smoking, um, being left at nurseries during the night while my parents would party and different things like that. And then going from that extreme all the way to um, moving out to Levine and um, growing up and then attending Levine Baptist Church and my mom becoming more embedded um, in church programs and activities to where she at one time was a trustee of the church for a small period of time. And so going from one extreme to the other, you have a um, little bit of experience kind of, on how to relate to how other people feel. Not totally, but you can relate enough to be able to feel their pain and work through it. Um, Like David said, our marriage hasn't been all that great. Our kids haven't been all that great. There's times that, you know, we have hit our knees on the floor, you know, praying for them and Mm -hmm. stuff. And God has always, always taken care of it. And we just like to keep that. And that, I guess that, that brings me to my second question. I know you guys have been really, um, well, you guys have been busy here at church in different positions, and, and we praise God for that because you guys have just been a blessing. Um, but how do you keep all that, you know, you, uh, you, know, you guys are in committees and in wor- worship and with youth and stuff like that. So how do you just keep that uh, to remember, just to keep that in the, God in the center of it, of the entire process of, you know, in your marriage? I think, um, for one thing, I think it was a great reminder um, just within recently as we've done the, the small group thing. Um, 
in that study that we did on I am a church member, and sometimes it brings you back to um, to rethink some things, where you're at and why you are what you are. And um, for me, um, I've just been a servant in so many different ways. And when you're serving, you're, you know, I'm serving the Lord. I want to mm-hmm. honor the Lord in what I do. And I think, again, it just reflects on how our attitude is in all aspects of the Christian walk and the relationship with the Lord that is how it's going to affect the overall picture of what your life is about. Right. Um, marriage, like Chris said, with kids, um, training a child in the way of the Lord, you know, and those kinds of things, that they can see the example that we are. Um, and then the people in the church as well can see the example that we um, hopefully um, show in what having that walk is and keeping Christ at the center and why we do what we do is because he is at the center of it. There you go. Right, right, right. Oh, well, that's that's definitely. Um, and so my next question, uh, and then this is kind of be more for Chris. Um, this is one of those dun-dun-dun questions, you know? Because <laughs> um, the question is, what does it mean for a woman to submit to your husband? Because now we live in, especially in, a, in today's society, I mean, it's, there's... Times are different from 50 years ago or, or you know, when my parents were young or when my grandparents were young. But, I mean, submission, I, I think we have used the word submit, like, in a, in a negative way, I think, right? But um, but for Chris, what does it mean to be to submit? Because I know that's what the word says, but... Um, well, in reading through some of the suggested verses and stuff, and we all know about, well, a lot of us know about Ephesians chapter 5, and it works into the verses of submission and, and how husbands and wives are supposed to treat each other. But I looked up the word submit, and um, even looking at Grace to You and some of the blogs that were on there, um, to follow one's leadership. Mm-hmm. And if the man is supposed to be the head of the house or the person in charge, I'm to follow his leadership. Um, Submitting doesn't necessarily mean bowing down or giving in or any of that. It means allowing a person to do the responsible things that they're supposed to be doing. And biblically, he is my protector. Right. He um, takes care of the household. He takes care of all the things that gives us, my children and I, or at that time, um, our comforts. Um, so... Physically, spiritually, he's supposed to be the leader of the church. Mentally, um, all of those things. It's a big responsibility, but it doesn't mean that I am any less than he is. Um, I just have a different responsibility. Um, So, And that is based off how we are to submit to Christ. Um, Going back to that foundation and the center, um, we submit to Christ and using Christ as our example then that's kind of yeah, where it comes as, from. I think especially in a time r- right now where, I mean, like I said, submission or my, it's, it seems like a negative thing, in the, and I'm glad you, you defined what submit meant. Um, but I mean, we're in divorce rates. Is, I remember just growing up, divorce rates was probably like half of 50%, you know, maybe, uh, maybe it's more now, you know. Or you leave the, you left a seat up, uh, I'm getting a divorce from you. Yeah, you know? <laughs> you know, kind of, yeah. It's like, it, and so... Um, 
But do you think uh, maybe as in today's society, and you think it is also affected, it's not one of my questions, so sorry, I'm, I'm going to add this in there, but um, in, a, in a society where everything is just so sensitive now, and you know, do you think that has been just a problem when it comes to either to submission or, or to kind of leading the role as husbands that we need to kind of lead? Do you think that has affected even the church today? Absolutely, uh, you know, because a lot of the things, again, it, it comes down to um, what makes me happy. It's all about me. Right. And rather than, like you said, the, the, the relationship, the submission part, and, and like I said, like it's been said, it's a, taken in a very negative um, fashion. It's like, you know, I have to cower and I have to kiss your ring and, you know, and, and all these kinds of things. But it's like there's, there's it's a process of working together because the man is basically submissive to the wife in ways to honor her and to lift her up. You know, to to treat her as your queen of your home. Right. You know, and um, for them for that to be understood that this is just not a man made thing. This is this is a God directed, God taught. Um, God's word teaches His design. That's great. Yes, and so um, and there was purpose, and so if we're following again, if we're following Him, if we're obedient to Him, to have that attitude of of working together. I mean, a submission, again, kind of has a negative, but if we're looking at it in a way that this is part of working together right. to make things smooth, to fill those voids, to fill those cracks that one or the other can or can't do. And well, the, it also allows for mercy mm. and grace. Right. So. And, and, what, and what about the if, uh, well, David, as, as a male, uh, male and as a husband, you know, uh, and as a believer, overall as a believer, um, what do you think some are the, of, of us as as men, as, as uh, husbands, maybe we lack or we kind of forget about sometimes about our uh, being a husband? Um, I, again, I guess you could, if you, if you think of it in, in, in the worldly ways, it's, it's easy to get caught up in your work world. Mm. Because it can be a distraction, even though it's you're doing the right thing, you're you, you're working, right. you're wanting to make a living for your family, provide, and where sometimes that can be um, the focus, and then you lose focus of what's going on at home, you know, and your relationship with each other, um, and so you're doing the man thing to provide, but the other end is you have somebody at home that could be lonely. They don't even, and, and you don't even recognize that. Right. They want relationship. Ladies need, this is not a negative, ladies need to talk. They like to, to have somebody to listen to them. You know, those are things that we've worked through right. that sometimes it's just to have that conversation. And even though sometimes the, difficult, the, the conversation is difficult because your day is so routine and you don't have a lot to talk about, but yet it's just taking the time to listen. Um, I have failed at it. Um, I've done better at it at times, um, but those are the, it's it's part of the learning process um, in life and just supporting, right. and being there. Right, right, right. Uh, I know Proverbs fourteen one. Uh, it says, "The wise woman builds her house, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears tears her down." Uh, it's that's. I mean, I know that's a a, a verse that. 
Uh, it's a powerful verse, and I'm not, I'm not trying to attack women at all. Obviously, okay, don't don't see that. Um, but what what for you, Chris? What do you think this verse means? The verse says, "The wisest of women builds her house up." Yes, but with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. I think it's because of the fact that they did not take the time to allow God to be a part of that, building her home and um, spending time in the Word. Because a lot of times, if you're spending your mornings or starting your day off with the Lord, once again going back to that Word foundation. Um, it guides you into the things that are the most important. Um, what might be more important for some might not be as important for others. And building my home, when I had children at home, it was um, making sure that they were not only fed and clothed, but that they were learning the Word of God and that they were um, getting those that information and applying it to their lives so that they might, through social skills, through... Um, even at home, that they might be able to make decisions mm. as a Christian or as a child of God right. in that area. And then not only in my work life, um, I, the job that I had previously, um, I spent a lot of time in a man's world and to be able to um, be respectful and to have grace and mercy, not only in my outside working world, but then bringing that home, like David said, and talking about it and everything, um, making sure that um, I wasn't foolish in the things I said, the things I did, that would bring anything back onto maybe our family as far as um, being Christian examples. So I mean, times have changed from, let's say, 1950. Uh, leave it to Beaver Show kind of thing, you know. You just watched the, that this morning. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and the mom's at home and, the, and dad goes to work and the kids go to school. And that's like the perfect family, we would kind of say. Mm-hmm. Times have changed now. Yes. Uh, and yes. so, but like, it, I think it's a, a woman now also has, most women work, you know, which is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and so, the role has kind of even changed uh, and made it even a m- little bit more challenging for the husband as for the mm-hmm. for the wife. Um, so, do you think that has affected maybe from you guys seeing your grand from your your parents, uh, you know, as a, a their marriage, maybe your grandparents' marriage? Do you think that has changed that you know, and what role do you play now? Different than from what it was maybe 50, 60 well, years uh, ago. I was, I was one of those fortunate ones. Uh, my parents were married for 70 years. Wow. Um, and in fact, their anniversary would be tomorrow, I believe. Um, so they were born. But anyway, besides the point, is that as we were raised, my brother and I um, were raised, um, my mom was always there to see us at least to get off to school and at home when we got home from school. So she worked in between the times. And so we were, we never had to um, very often be watched by a babysitter. My mom was always there. My dad in, the, in his work world was able to provide and, and to make that possible. Very fortunate. There's, we were, you know, so we were very fortunate in a way our, as we came into marriage and child, childbearing and stuff, um, we, our work schedules were, I would work during the day and she would work in the afternoon, evening. So usually our kids, uh, we 
had somebody to watch them, a family member to watch the kids, but usually one of us there to either to get them up or to tuck them in and to be there um, for right. that opportunity to take care of things. So um, you're right, Caesar. It, it's, um, it's not the same because of just economics and things of, and that's driven driving people to have to work so much to um, even make ends meet. But then things can be lost and left behind as well. Well, yeah. Distractions. Yeah. And that could also affect your, your, our marriage? Yes. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Even looking, watching our children, um, they're both in their 30s. Um, our daughter's married. Our son has a young lady that he is um, has been living with and everything, and we're hoping that they move forward with that relationship. But um, being available mm-hmm. right. to them now, you know, that's our goal. Um, sometimes it's a frustrating thing because then we have to rearrange our <laughs> schedules of not much, you know, to um, do things and to accommodate them. But we always want to be there for not only them as an example, but for the grandbabies right. so right. that they will see that um, they're loved and that we get to spend time with them. And then once again, do this the same foundation. Bringing it back to that, so even though teaching them about Jesus and stuff is just part of being an example, you know, we don't have to make sure that they get to Sunday school or any of those kind of things. That's their mom and dad's job, but right. we get to help enforce, enforce it, it. So, yeah. and encourage it. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And you know, my last question would be, um, you know, we have people watching or listening to us right now, and maybe they are having a, you know, as believers, and you know. And maybe in there now, maybe they don't know Jesus yet as well. So we don't know who we have listening or watching. Um, but maybe they're struggling with their marriage right now. Uh, I'll start with David. David, what would you tell uh, maybe this person who's watching or listening to us right now, who is maybe having that, uh, maybe that man who that husband who's you know, ah, I'm 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 losing it. Uh, you know, I'm. What would you tell them right now? I would say in a world that we live in now that it's easy for um, people to do it the way of the world and just say, ah, just be done with it. Um, When you start reading various things of God's word and the direction, it it makes it, first of all, it's it's tough to live a a godly life. It's tough. Um, Thank goodness for God's grace. Thank goodness for Jesus um, that there is forgiveness. And I think when we recognize um, that forgiveness, and is as tough as it may be because, again, some of the circumstances that somebody that may be listening to this, I, I've never d- had to deal with. But yet everything still comes back to the center on, on God's word and what it, what it guides us to do um, to, to work through. It gives us direction. Um, again, if we're searching as the, you know, as the, the godly man or godly woman, if we're searching God's word for direction, then we're going to find the answers there to, that tells us this is how God would want us to do it. Sometimes it takes time. It takes time to work through circumstances. Um, but God is in control. God is good. Um, this is not going to be one day. It, no, it, one, it's a process. And, and again, if they if they're totally seeking God's leadership, hmm. 
Um, those answers are there, but it caused, sometimes it causes for submission. Submit to God's way and, and not be caught up in man's way or, or the world's way and say, this is what God's intention. Okay, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust in you. I'm going to follow you, and I'm going to live for you, and I'm trusting you to take care of the end result um, because you're my Lord and you're my Savior. That's true, that's true. And Chris, what would you tell that maybe that woman who um, maybe is having a hard time as in, in her marriage and as a spouse, as, an, as a woman of God, and who maybe is just going through the roughest time right now, what would you tell her? I would tell them to seek counsel, to go, you know, if, if they are attending a church and they're um, regular, I would have them seek maybe a godly woman in the church, uh, a married gal, not a single person, because they would not know really where you're coming from. They could sympathize, but... Um, Can relate. I would definitely, yeah, I would definitely find someone, a good friend or a friend in the body of the church that you could share with and that you would be able to... Um, oh, I don't know, unload or be able to share with them your pains, your concerns, and maybe they can partner with you and be your prayer partner and help you work through things. Or even um, there is nothing wrong with professional counseling as long as it's good Christian foundational um, mm. speaking to your deacon or your pastor and just sharing with them and asking for prayer and for guidance. Um, as a woman, I have never had to walk through that, thank the Lord. Um, I have been with friends who have, and um, it it's painful because you don't know emotionally what they're thinking. Um, you don't know the whole story. It all depends on how much is shared with you. But I would definitely um, reach out to somebody that you can unload and just let it out because sometimes when you say things out in the open, you're able to see things clearly and you can divide it and you can break things down. But I would definitely make sure that you would spend time with the Lord um, yeah. and spend time in his word. Um, these are all easier said than done because um, it is very, very painful. Um, like I said, I've watched a couple of them and it is very, very painful. So, I would be in prayer for them and definitely ask them to um, reach out. Oh, I, think that, I think we have two great uh, words of wisdom uh, that came out from you guys. One, seek God's direction. And two, is, oh, it's okay to ask for help. Mm -hmm. You know, and, uh, especially us as Christians, it's, we can't, it's not about appearance. It's okay to show that, you know what, we struggle too sometimes. Yes. We, mm -hmm. we mess up sometimes. Yes. I said something to my wife. I shouldn't have said something. I should have kept my mouth quiet. <laughs> yes. I should have listened better. You know, I should have done this and that, right? And, you know, we can relate to that. Yes, yes. Pretty weird, <laughs> you know, um, but it, that's that's okay. You know, I, I think for God is, you know, forget for God and he can forgive. Mm -hmm. We can forgive as well. And, and he has mercy. And if he has mercy and love, we have that mercy and love with us as well, right? Uh, but, you know, guys, thank you guys so much for the, for coming today and, you know, just sharing your testimony, your your experiences, um, your wisdom. You know, uh, you guys truly are a great example. 
I'm not saying you guys have the perfect marriage. No one has it. But you guys are just, you guys are a great example. And despite everything, because we all mess up and we all say something and, you know, <laughs> but we shouldn't and well, who cares? But um, <laughs> you, uh, we, we are just truly blessed. I know my wife and I are truly blessed when we just talk to you guys and like, oh, they're just an, uh, it's amazing. And so uh, thank, thank you guys. Thank you. Um, David, would you like to just uh, finish this uh, finish this uh, episode up with the prayer and just pray for those marriages that maybe they're they are watching and listening to us right now? Sure, Lord. Right now, I just uh, thank you, Lord, that uh, you are always there for us. I thank you that you provided um, salvation through Jesus. Mm. Um, again, somebody listening might not know that Jesus that we know, and so I pray that even for the opportunity of just to hear something like this, that there will be a, a mind that wants to seek and a heart that wants to know. Um, Lord, um, thank you that you walk us through our circumstances in this circ- as we talk about marriage. I thank you that you there are there for us to guide us and lead us and direct us, um, to be there to um, teach us to walk through, to love, to honor um, you, but honor each other. Um, thank you for um, just the blessing of marriage. Um, and Lord, I just pray that what is heard today, Lord, will, will touch somebody's heart um, and maybe move them to want to seek and to find out or, or to even to reach out. Um, Lord, we trust you um, as we pray and, and to answer these things. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.